Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Saving the Republic. I'm joined by Nate Downing, Ethan Holland, and Jordan Clements. Uh, today we're going to talk about Trump getting coronavirus and everything that's gone along with that. And we're also going to be joined by Kelly Nider to talk about what's going on at University of North Texas, where she had a pro-life memorial that was vandalized. So late Thursday night, Trump tweeted out that he tested positive for coronavirus. And then since then, we've seen that uh, Melania also got coronavirus. Uh, some other White House staffers um, tested positive uh, and some uh, GOP senators. Some uh, senators also tested positive. And we've seen a lot of talk about that. Um, you know, it's been it's been interesting. <laughs> It was funny, not fun, it was funny because, um, in a way, because during the debate, he talked about how Joe Biden wears the biggest mask ever, and and then he goes and tests positive a few days later. So uh, just kind of wondering what y'all think about uh, what, what all's going on. I think it's really interesting that so many of the GOP got it at the same time, about a month before the election. And uh, I think that conspiracy theorists are having a field day right now. Um, I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to get into that unless you ask me to, but apparently I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but I do find it interesting. It's what, like 12 people now it's, uh, it's Trump, Melania, the advisors, the campaign manager, uh, Chris Christie got it. Ron Johnson, Mike Lee. Well, Chris Christie's high risk. Yeah. Chris Christie is high risk. Oh man. Well, okay. So Trump, Trump is Is high risk also, but yeah, Chris Christie. Is Man, it true that Trump that is on steroids, or is that another fake news? Because I saw yeah. something about Trump. Is he on is on like yeah, he is on Rizal like a corticosteroid or something. Um, did y'all see? Like, did y'all see them? Did y'all see them asking the? Did y'all see them asking the White House doctor uh, if if Trump was on oxygen? And the doctor is like, the president's not on oxygen right now. They're like, should we be reading into that right now? It's like, yeah, uh, right now he's not on oxygen. <laughs> and they're like, well, was yeah. he on it yesterday or the day before? Uh, right now, the president's not on oxygen. <laughs> and then you find out he was. The day before. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's a little bit concerning. It's like you would definitely like them to be more transparent because it's kind of an important thing. I, w- I was talking to some of my family members about how, like, I would hate to have to be some of his physicians because of how hard the Trump works. It's like, Mr. President, can you put down your phone so we can take your vitals real quick? So we can go, like, can you not tweet that out? And so we can go get this ultrasound so you can go back to the White House, please. <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all... I would, hate to, I would hate to be in charge of that. I don't know if y'all saw, there was, like, a thing about... So the uh, the White House, like, tweeted out pictures, um, or, they, or they released pictures to reporters, and, like, the metadata showed that they took these pictures, like, 10 minutes apart, but he was, like, one... He was, like, in a different location and in a different... Uh, like one of them, he was wearing a jacket. One of them, he wasn't. And so people are, people think they're like parading him around, putting him in like different areas to make it look like he's doing stuff. Uh, I don't know if y'all solved that. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of silly. It's sort of overblown because it's like, um, maybe it's, I feel like it's all kind of a photo op sort of. Um, but also, he, I mean, he's been more active he's been more active uh, after testing positive than Joe Biden has been without a 
without having coronavirus. It's like Yeah, that's one thing that's been kind of weird. It's like, uh, Joe, so you're really not going to do anything or Yeah, he canceled he no. canceled all the attack ads. Uh, I mean, it's I that's think it's nice. perfect for the campaign. I'm going to let Jordan say uh, something first, but I have a lot of other opinions. Yeah, so um, I'm w- looking forward to when Trump says, I've done more on while on coronavirus, while, cor- while on corona, than you have in 47 years in D.C. Like, <laughs> I've done more in my 47 hours of coronavirus than your 47 years. <laughs> that's, like, that's coming. It's going to have 47 in it. Uh, like, it's going to happen, but... I'm convinced now that Trump, President Trump will win re-election at this point because of Corona. Because I, I'm, I'm really not sure about it. Boris Johnson. So I'm, I'm going to agree. Boris Johnson after, yeah, Boris Johnson after uh, he recovered from coronavirus in the UK saw a 30 point bump in approval ratings. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jordan on that too because of the Boris, uh, Boris Johnson thing he said, but also because. Biden campaign canceled their attack ads. And this helps the GOP as a whole, too, because everybody else oh, got it. Because no, if, I you saw attack, this. if you attack, you're not sympathetic. But if you don't attack, they're getting all the attention. And the election is 30 days away. And once, first of all, forget about the fact that he's a president. Billionaires do not die from COVID. And then add in that he's a president, it, it just doesn't. Just I, saw, I saw this great, I thought it was a great meme. It was, uh, it was like Palpatine. Um, in like was it episode three is like the attack on my life has left me scarred and defaced or deformed, deformed. yeah deformed <laughs> but uh was it i'll recover and be stronger than ever so it was great but now but now trump can take the approach of this pandemic that has affected everyone including myself he can take that approach and now he's gonna, he's gonna will. come out he of is. coronavirus all of the gop that has coronavirus including trump uh, the only one that I'd even be remotely worried about is Chris Christie, maybe. Well, I, I uh, kind of think it could have uh, a different outcome depending on how long the recovery takes. Because I know people that have had it, and just to fully recover, it takes them a solid 30 but on, days. But on Nate's point, once they come out of it, even though they're still going to be in recovery, like what Nate's saying, like within the 30 days, some are going to be different, of course. See, I'm... But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, wait, we, we've been freaking out because of this? Because they're going to see firsthand the person that gets more attention than any human being in the entire country has COVID right now. So when he gets out of it and the media is all over him asking him questions and all that, people are going to be like, wait, hang on a second. Even though they should have been saying this a long time ago, but hey, as long as it's before the election, as long as you wake up at some point. Well, what's well, going to happen is everyone's going to like start blasting him with questions. And the, like you're right, they're going to show that there's no long-term kind of fatigue or anything like that. And more importantly, Donald Trump is in the um, the risk group. Yep. High stress environment, old and ninety five percent survival rate over seventy. So yeah, but yeah, but his uh, his cholesterol is pretty good. His blood, his blood. <laughs> I saw that tweet. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Skyler. Uh, no, it was totally unoriginal, but <laughs> but his his cholesterol is good. His blood pressure is good. His oxygen levels are good. The only thing that makes him risk is he's seventy four and he likes McDonald's. Uh, other than that, I mean, he's really oh yeah, not, I think it was Dave really Portnoy. Dave Portnoy, I think, was the one that tweeted, uh, "This man, this man's diet is on McDonald's and Coke. Like, if he can survive coronavirus, anybody can." A diet, diet Coke. <laughs> oh, diet Coke, yeah. They say they say that rumor is true. 
Like I remember Mark Meadows, Mark Meadows at uh, CPAC or wherever it was he was speaking. And he's like, the president, the president hits a little button and a Marine comes out of a closet with the doctor, like, Mr. President, Diet Coke on the Mm -hmm. desk and walks away. Oh, and the fact that he like, he loves McDonald's too. Like, I feel like a, president. They say they say he literally has that button like on the corner of his desk, and people are dying to know what it is. And then he presses Does he have it, the McDonald's button? Someone, some, some marine brings him a diet coke. Someone did. I don't a video, know about McDonald's. Someone did a video McDonald's online. diet coke, or is it like a can of diet coke? Because remember, McDonald's <laughs> coke is known for being like really good. And McDonald's. McDonald's. Don't even get me started on McDonald's. I like McDonald's sweet tea, to be honest. McDonald's oh, sweet no. tea. Underrated. It's underrated. No, you're, you're alone on that one. The Diet Coke at McDonald's. No, no, no. Hard. It's good. And their ice is good, too. Nate, were you trying, not as good as Sonic to, Ice. Nate, were you uh, trying to say something during all that chaos? Someone, yeah, someone, <laughs> co- someone compiled a list of like what the president would eat on like a daily basis in his 2016 campaign. And it, it seemed like he was the type of person to go to McDonald's and order the like three large Big Mac combos with a Diet Coke. Dude, for me, it's the McChicken. I get the twenty. The I get the twenty nuggets. Fast food sandwich. I actually kind of want those twenty nuggets now. Probably when we're done recording, I'm gonna go. I really do McDonald's nuggets. What we should get back to the topic, but I, I mean, yeah, we should. Like, yeah, I should I'm, I'm not gonna eat. Um, like, I'm I had, not gonna eat I had, McDonald's. Like, get that just one sauce, Morty. McDonald's. I need, burgers I need, I need crap, the sauce. McDonald's burgers are almost as bad. I did like. You know what, Ethan? I had like thirty nuggets. McDonald's one time. and Whataburger okay, are nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, get hey, out of hey, my hey, state. Hey, hey, hey. So this is gonna be really good for the election, in my opinion. Because yeah. you can't, you have to approach it sympathetic. Because if you're not, you're just, you're, you're even, I take, the only thing going for them is Trump is mean. No, and so I take, now if I they attack the him, approach. they're no better. They're no better than him now if they attack him. I take, yeah. I take a different approach on this, actually. Uh, I, the way I see it, uh, the people on the right who are following Trump, like, we need to reopen. They're more like, oh, well, he got it. So maybe I can get it now. And the people on the left that were like, Trump's being stupid, he's going to get it, are now validated. Well, that's yes, the other point. I think that's like not being very but, careful. But with the left, is all, they're not saying, like, uh, I told you so. They're not, like, being conciliatory. Like, yeah, I wish I was wrong. They're more like, ha, karma, be, uh, like, or, like, oh, I hope if they, if if they were taking rep, Texas My point exactly. Said you, he's, not well, winning, Texas, he's not winning anyone from the left. He's just alienating people from the right. No, but what I'm saying is that okay, the left is gone. Like they're never, they were never going to vote for Trump. Like you don't win them over, but the the moderates though, the one like the kind of like the swings that may have like been thinking about going against Trump, they're sympathy points, especially since he's still leading while uh, while he has COVID and like still doing work as president. Not to mention when they see the whole all these leftists, um, including a Texas state house member, uh, Gene Wu. Who said you can't serve a prison sentence while dead? Oh yeah. What's his uh, uh, What's his little... YCT rating again? Well, he's got to be in the t- single digits or teens. Like he's got to be the second lowest. Is I think that... he, he actually. Yeah, <laughs> that was he like bragged uh, about having a low, uh, a low YCT rating. If Trump can get it, anybody can get it. I think that most of us can agree with that, though. Well, if, I was going to say If the virus that, can get to Trump, like, everybody around him is tested. Everybody around him gets their temperature taken. Everybody – a lot of people have only found out they have well, COVID by trying to go see him. He, like, asymptomatic people had no idea until they tried to go see him. He actually – okay, but he actually 
he actually wasn't being very cautious when it came to like the debate and testing and before the debate. Chris, well, Chris uh, Wallace uh, came out and said that they uh, use an honor system with with Trump uh, because he got there too late to like test in time. Well, I think we can all have our preconceived notions about Chris Wallace, but uh, Trump himself. Well, uh, no, if that's true, at then that that's, debate, at that debate, you're talking about the ones that he was interacting with uh, at the debate are mostly his family, with the exception of his campaign advisors and you know Biden. But uh, at the rallies, people are like, "Well, Trump's having all these rallies. He gets off the plane, gets on the stage, does his thing, and yeah, he interacts with the people, but from a distance, and then he just gets back on the plane." So the only people he's interacting with have been tested, have been temperature checked. He's not out there in the middle of a crowd of 30,000 people that have no masks. So people are like, his rallies, that his would rallies. Be pretty he epic. had it coming. He had it coming. Well, he's not out there. So how, how did this affect him? He had no interaction with anybody out there. Oh, yeah. So I looked up Gene, uh, Representative Wu's um, Yeah, I just looked it up score. as well. Gene Wu has a low 22. Out of 100. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so figures that he would call for the president's death. Does anybody know when Greg Abbott's mask order is going to be expiring? Yeah, I don't Never. think he's set an expiration. Never. It's the new normal. The They're already saying yeah. <laughs> we're never going to get back to normal. Everyone's going to be wearing a mask forever now because now the common flu is going to scare everyone to death. Time to quarantine. I don't know. At the end of the day, like my approach is you have to approach it sympathetic now because you're no better than him if you attack him. And that's the only thing they have going for him, that he's mean. So now if they become mean, it's not going to work out. And I'm really surprised that Biden canceled the attack ads. I don't think he had any other option, but I'm surprised that he actually did it. No. Um, and so I, I, at the end of the day, think this is going to be a positive effect. Kind of see it coming. I think it's going to be a positive effect to the election. I, uh, I, I'm not going to get conspiratorial, but I do find it very interesting that this is just now happening out of the entire pandemic. Um, but anyway, we'll just leave it at that on my end. Well, one thing I'll bring into this is um, with the Amy Coney Barrett's uh, getting nominated to the Supreme Court situation, you saw people calling to postpone the vote since uh, there are uh, several senators uh, that are Republicans that have it. But uh, we've seen Democrats coming in via Zoom, so let's just vote via Zoom. Yeah, yeah, that's if, a big constitutional the, crisis, yeah. though. Um, if they if all of if all Biden. Silicon if all Silicon Valley can testify on the Hill by Zoom, I think I think we can vote. Well, it's it's not justice. only that we've had uh, members of both the House and Senate, uh, specifically Democrats, that uh, were connecting via Zoom for their own. If safety. James I believe, if James Comey can connect by Zoom, I believe so, I believe right. one person connected it from their yacht on Zoom, if, which was if just, Andrew, so if they hear if okay, McCabe the hearings themselves because of COVID, I think we can vote. Okay, so the hearings themselves can be done on view, but voting is a major constitution. It's a very big constitutional question, or at least a at the very least procedural question. Because before COVID, if you had to go out of town for an emergency, you couldn't vote. You had to be on the floor in order to vote. I don't think that um, they're going to allow voting by Zoom. And just have someone come in a hazmat suit. I, I feel like that's more likely than them. It's going to be like John McCain. Okay, well, I guess, it's going to be a, like a thumbs up, set a thumbs down. Well, I guess we raised the question of, let's say the amount of GOP senators that have COVID can't make it to the floor. 
do all of the Democrats go to Capitol Hill and all of the Democrats go to the floor to vote against the justice? Or do we win with just the, cause I know all the GOP is going to get there with the exception. I, of Romney. It was, it, I uh, believe it was a pretty slim margin that they were saying it would pass with, if I'm not mistaken. Like yeah, it yeah, wasn't, it, was it like, wasn't, it wasn't like a 90% passage. It was like, I, I and don't expect the Democrats to be honorable and pair their votes. Yeah, we've got like 53 uh, Republican senators. And I think, so Murkowski, Collins, and there may have been another one that has said that they weren't going to vote. Uh, so uh, Murkowski has walked back. So you've got, you're only, yeah, you've got a pretty slim margin. Yeah. There's someone, there's it's 52, else. It was like 52, 48. No, um, it wasn't three. It was just two. Yeah. We thought that Romney was yeah, going mean, to but Romney said, like, Romney, like, said that he's going to vote for it. Um, yeah, I, thought that was, gotta, I thought that was interesting, but it wasn't a huge when is, surprise I'm not surprised. When is Romney up for re-election? Does anybody know? It's a while, he but the Republican, the yeah, Utah Republicans probably put him through the ringer for voting to but did he get did he get elected two years ago or is he like yes but what i'm saying is the republican party probably ran through the ringer uh for impeaching trump or no voting to remove trump from office Mm -hmm. so and romney probably doesn't want to get censored at the next republican party uh when you get when you get banned from from cpac that's a rather interesting we're talking about we're talking about utah i think it's a different breed of human over there like uh in a different breed of republican too like these aren't like Trump fanatics. Um, oh, they, they the like Trump. Party. Oh, they, well, they, like Trump. they like They like Trump, but Trump barely won the state. Um, as from what I from what I remember, like it was a pretty it was a pretty even split. I think Nate that laugh. Nate I laugh, get it wrong. It seemed like McMullen got a pretty good. I subscribe to a couple of car channels in Utah, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but they're never wearing masks. They're never. They're so calm. Like, and it's, it's a variety, they're all in different parts of Utah. And I'm like, is there even a pandemic over there? I mean, I, it's, it's craziness. Yeah. Uh, Skylar, I don't know what you were smoking. Um, I kind of want it though now because uh, pr- Trump won with four, uh, 45% of the vote. Clinton got 27. McMullen got 21. Well, yeah, and, but what I was saying is, you know how much yeah, of a what I was saying is like, it was, it was split somewhat evenly. Yeah. Come on, a look at, though, so look at he last year's. Yeah. But look at, so look at like 2012 and 2008. So he'd have a first yeah, Obama was running in 2012. Okay. Obama well, look was... at 2008 then. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but but I'm not just going to. The point was Evan McMullen was a Mormon in Utah that ran as conservative, and that's why he got 20% of the vote. Trump still won that state. And even then, Trump still won that state by uh, carry the carry the one, like, 14 points. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if most of uh, – 14 I mean, points. That's a pretty significant win. Like, that's not a barely won. Yeah, it is. Well, so I'm not, yeah, so I guess that wasn't the right way to put it to say barely won, but that's not the like most Trump fanatic uh, part of the world. Like, that's not. But, I, sure as hell, more than Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, Skylar, that's like a pretty Wait, good Skylar, win. Wait, Skylar, are you saying, are you saying enthusiasm? Well, Trump actually won right? Like, are you saying enthusiasm or are you saying like at the end of the day? 
Because, like, what Jordan's saying about Texas, like, Texans that vote for Trump, like, want to vote for Trump. So how much, but the ones yeah, what, that don't want to vote for of, Trump do not want to vote for Trump. So what I think percent Utah's of Texas like, voted for Trump? What percent of Texas voted for Trump? Like, 52%? Sure. It, was yeah, it was a nine-point spread. It was a nine-point spread. Yeah, so it was an actual majority of the voters, though. Okay. It was a nine-point like, spread, though. Okay. Versus a uh, – like, that's what matters more is the spread, not necessarily the percent. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But I'm saying if you're looking at, at what parts of the world are people, like, f- extreme fanatics for Trump, it's going to be, like, Alabama, uh, Mississippi. It's not Utah, okay? So that's that was my point. It's not that, like, so and, and the fact Utah, that I think, I think Skyler, enough voters. I think Skyler is talking about enthusiasm, not so much, like, okay. at the end of the day, are you voting? I think he means, like, with what level of enthusiasm well, are you Yeah, also look at the primary. I mean, I wasn't even well, thinking I'm about the primary, though, yeah. but look at that, too. Well, like, what I'm saying that the Utah Trump Republican the primary? Party, the Utah, uh, he Cruz won the primary there. So Utah is obviously yeah. like a more conservative state. Trump has, remember, Trump the president has been much more conservative than Trump the candidates. The Utah Republican Party is a very conservative, what I've been saying is that the Utah Republican Party is a very conservative party. They probably put Romney through the ringer for voting to remove Trump from office. Take out the fact, like, conservative, a Republican Party is not exactly like a Republican voting to remove the Republican president. So, Especially with very limited evidence of anything. Yeah, but yeah, so the Utah Republican Party probably put him through the ringer and warned him that if he were to pull any more stuff like that, they were going to censor him, and that could be very bad for his chances of re-election in the primary. So well, Romney okay, is playing I'm, being safe. I'm, I'm not in total agreement on that, but uh, as far as... As far as all of the uh, coronavirus stuff, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting situation. Uh, I think we're all going to probably be paying attention to it. And, and so we'll probably revisit it at some point, I have to assume. Um, but uh, for the, our next topic, uh, we're going to be joined by Kelly Nider to talk about her uh, pro-life memorial at UNT that was uh, vandalized. So this past week, uh, Kelly's uh, chapter at UNT, uh, her YCT chapter, held a pro-life memorial, which was uh, immediately vandalized, if I understand that right. Uh, I think as y'all were putting out the flags, um, we saw videos of people coming up, grabbing flags, uh, shouting profanities at at you guys. Um, So Kelly, what's that been like? And uh, I think you've gotten some the media attention uh if you just want to talk a little bit about what all's gone on over there yeah for sure so we put together this pro-life memorial and we had um a thousand utility flags to plant in the ground and we had announced that we were doing it um about a week ahead of time i believe on twitter and of course the unt students got really mad and um they started tweeting that they had organized teams to play like capture the flag Um, and they had captains for each team, and they said that they were doing it at midnight, and so we put up the flags about 4 p.m. this past Wednesday, and then we were gonna, you know, wait around and see if anybody showed up at midnight, but they showed up about 5, 5.30, and immediately started taking them down. Um, They got all 1,000 of them down, and then they stole about 350 of them. Um, 180 of them have been returned, Um, They caught the guy that stole them, but we're still missing some, and some of the others are damaged because um, they kicked them around. So, yeah, that was a pretty big situation at UNT, although UNT still hasn't 
they haven't formally contacted me about it and they haven't put out any sort of statement. Um, I was told that the student who stole um, 180 flags is under investigation for breaking conduct, but aside from that, um, nobody's being investigated that I know of. So now each, yeah. each flag had a representation of like a life, right? Was that the idea? Yes, I believe so it's, it's it, not just not just kicking around flags. It's like something more significant. Yes, it's supposed to signify um, lives lost from abortion. Um, and the intent was to do this while um, overturning Roe v. Wade is such a big topic right now um, with the ACB nomination. So we thought that um, it'd be a really good way to kind of raise awareness for that and get some attention for that. So, yeah, that's where we're at. I'm just kind of amazed at like the culture where you can where that someone can get away with that on a campus because I don't think that would happen at Texas Tech, but I, I know there are definitely schools where that's an issue. But to just be so blatant about it, it seems that seems kind of unbelievable. How like I mean, what what is it about UNT that because I always see you guys uh, getting you know some kind of uh, uh, you know bad attention. Um, oh, I have a theory. Yeah, we, we have we have you on like weekly to tell us your next horror story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and each and each one tops the last one. It's like yeah. not it's not just to like give Kelly one. Like she's she's getting coverage in Daily Wire, Spectator. So my theory about UNT is UNT's role the create like the uh, the crazy lefties goes and they're too crazy for UT. Yeah, honestly, I would believe that they're all they're all just weird like. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, both my parents went to UNT several years ago, obviously, um, and it was a lot smaller than, and like they didn't experience any of this. They weren't in any like political clubs, but they said it was just like a normal campus really, but now it's like, everybody's insane. Like literally everybody there has something wrong with them and they all are very far left liberals. So yeah, it kind of sucks. No, I just love that video that the U, uh, the UNT chapter posted. I don't know if you were on the Instagram page yourself or um, you have an officer to it, but I just love that post that they have uh, that was posted where like the, the SpongeBob music and they're just hopping around. Yes. Uh, I, like I know I comment on that one, hippity hoppity, these flags are not my property. Yes. But all I know is um, my first thought of like seeing that was the Joker in the movie Joker where he's like jump, uh, <laughs> dancing down the stairs. Like that is the image I get of like the far left at this point. They're basically clowns. Like they're like joke, like Joker just doing all these crazy dances and yeah. being kind of mentally unstable. Yes. Um, that was, that was me. I posted that. I made like a TikTok out of it. I thought it was really funny. Like honestly reading some of the articles that have been written, I believe that was in the Washington free beacon. Um, it's just so insane, like, reading it. Um, that article talked about, you know, the girl, like, jumping around after after she stole a flag, and then it talked about one of the um, team captains. His name was, I can't think of his name. Um, he had, like, a normal name, but it said, like, they made sure to note that he goes by um, I Cried Having Sex Online. Like, that's his name that he goes by on Twitter, and then there was some Antifa member involved in all of this. Like, it was just wild reading it because I so, guess... So, just to get this straight, Antifa is uh, is listed as a domestic terrorist organization in the U.S. and UNT hasn't stepped in? No, and I was told by um, my advisor that um, the student who got caught stealing flags, he was in all the videos, he was wearing pink, 
Um, he's under investigation, but obviously I can't know about it because of privacy, I guess. Um, but I know that he is under investigation uh, regarding code of conduct. But aside from that, um, nobody's reached out to me. The police hasn't reached out to me. Um, I did, they did escort me to class Friday, but they haven't mentioned anything regarding this issue. Um, they just, I had spoken with them previously because I knew it was going to be bad. Um, and then the Dean of Students office has also not reached out to me um, formally over any of this. So I'm not quite sure if they're investigating still or if they're just trying to sweep it under the rug or what. Um, so I have two, I have two questions. One, haven't you already gotten people expelled over this type of stuff? Um, that's actually another issue. I had reported this past summer some threats that I received to the Dean of Students office. Um, I also sent them to Campus PD. Campus PD told me they weren't criminal enough to do anything with. And then um, the Dean of Students couldn't tell me because of the privacy reasons, like I said, but I did have students openly mocking me on Twitter for it, saying that, you know, I reported these students to the Dean and tried to get them kicked out over a tweet, even though it was a threat. So I yeah. just wonder like why they didn't have anything better to do with their time than mess with like Kelly Nider. Or I remember you showing me your your ring footage of people like hovering outside of your apartment. Yeah. Or, uh, or what's the other thing? Uh, oh yeah. How does it feel to be escorted by police? Is it like annoying? Like do you, you know, does it make, does it not help the cause or what is that? Honestly, like? when I got my escort Friday, um, he wasn't wearing a uniform. Like he was just casual and he walked a few feet behind me. So it wasn't, it wasn't super obvious. It was kind of weird just because like, I feel, I feel like before this week, people didn't know me on campus because they would like flip me off or some guy like ran up to my car to tell me to have a good day or something because he knew who I was. But people did know who I was, but I didn't feel unsafe. But it's just weird now that in a span of like three days, I felt the need to have somebody else walking with me. Um, I mean, luckily I have, I only have a Friday morning in-person class. So nobody was really on campus to see it anyways, but I mean, it's pretty disappointing that, um, you know, I've stuck with mainstream conservative events and I haven't ever said anything outside of mainstream conservative and um, that's what I'm getting hate for. And if you say to them like, oh, well you hate me just because I'm a conservative, um, they try to say that that's not true and that they don't hate other conservatives, but these other conservatives they talk about are college Republicans who don't do anything or are dead yeah. turning point USA chapter like that. So it's just, I mean, they hate us because we're, we actually do things. We're outspoken conservatives. Yeah. If so. you actually do anything, it seems like they have an issue. Um, yeah. I was going to say what conservatives do they like that actually talk, you know, that actually have opinions uh, because it seems like once you voice your opinion, that's when they cancel you. Well, it's but the think, conservatives voting for Joe Biden and all Republicans because those are conservatives. Uh, it's the like Lincoln Project, I guess, conservatives. No, conservatives. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's really, I, mean, I think it's embarrassing. Like what, if I were an alumni for UNT, I would be, I would just be embarrassed at this, oh, the whole situation that they, um, you know, wouldn't step in, wouldn't make a statement. Because I think even at UT, they've, they've had statements saying like, we don't condone the, like we don't condone violence and, and, you know, suppress, like kind of suppressing your speech. Um, mm -hmm. 
So that's the fact that UNT wouldn't say anything. That that, that seems pretty embarrassing. Um, yeah. Like from for to be a large university and not have a statement about it. That's it's pretty pretty weak in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. I'm kind of hoping they'll come out with one this week, but I mean, it happened Wednesday. They didn't do anything Thursday or Friday, so I really just don't know if they're going to actually say anything. So, Kelly, are you considering switching schools, or are you just, like, all the more reason to stay at UNC? Yeah, I'm not going to switch schools. I mean, I feel like I've had to say it on Twitter before. I mean, I did transfer from UMHB um, from my freshman year. Um, and so, first of all, I don't want to have to transfer yet again because that was a mess in and of itself. But, um, like I've said on Twitter, I'd really rather be here where I can make a difference um, with all of these not so much the liberal students, they're not going to change their minds, but I'd rather be here for like the moderate students to flock to YCT or kind of see how crazy the left is um, as, opposed just, as opposed to just going somewhere where, you know, everybody just has a similar point of view. Um, I think that it's definitely going to be easier to make a difference here where we do have so many students and um, they honestly need a voice of reason. I'm, I've seen a lot of my friends come here and move further left. So I don't know. I really just feel like I need to stay here and uh, keep what, keep doing what I'm doing with getting out conservative values. Well, that's good to hear. When I was trying to find out colleges and I did a UNT tour, I like just from walking on campus and seeing like all the green initiative and all the liberals walking around, I was just like, I, I couldn't do it. I really just, I could not do it. Um, yeah. So kudos to you but I really just, UTA is enough for me. Of course, I don't go through it like Jordan does. My UT system is not that bad. Now, Jordan has a different experience. No, like UT itself, what ended up happening was uh, white, like the, the lefties on campus um, here, I, here were uh, crazy. Like not UNT level, like we didn't have witches or anything like that, but we had like sign eaters. We've had, we had, um, yeah. Like we've had like doxings and everything like that. But what ended up happening is uh, we were just like, okay. So, and, uh, and other news and, or we were just like meme the crap out of them. Yeah. So, um, and uh, basically what ended up happening is they just got super, and also because uh, the administration wouldn't do anything about it. The administration never took the side of the protesters. In fact, they said everyone has the right to the freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. So to the UT students, administrations on our side, yeah. and they're like, oh, we can't give them attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, so instead, what's happening is they'll just like not work with us. That's like, it's like UDEMS is just more like, oh, we're never going to work with them. Uh-uh. Even like, we have like an officer in UDEMS who used to be a YCT member. It's a long story why uh, they, they switched. So he's like still friendly with, he's still friendly with a couple of my vice chairman and another officer. And he suggested that when a news story, a news reporter reached out to uh, UDIMS and wanted to find the college Republicans, they don't do stuff at UT either. So, um, except come to the Republic young, the young Republican clubs events. And uh, what ended up happening is our friend tried to say, hey, uh, work with, how about YCT? And they're like, no, we will never work with YCT. We're never going to send the information. And I was like, well, the what the president said. Apparently, like they hate all of us, even though I've never met them. But like yeah. Daily Texan has been, like reached out to me, for example, 
to get me to do like an unedited kind of like my point of views kind of stuff, like right for the election. Well, what I'm finding like, to be happening with Kelly though is like yeah. Kelly's getting you're getting more attention with all these attacks and like from looking from the outside, all these people that like try to take down your memorial or other stuff that's happened to you in the past with like other events. I feel like people don't realize that at the end of the day, they're just helping your cause. I don't know if you've seen yeah, it that UNT way. UNT will but probably getting, chill down on, next year. I mean, you're getting on Daily Wire, you know, you're getting on Spectator, all these other different ones, just because of what people are doing. And so at the end of the day, they don't really realize that, like, you're you're giving her more attention. Yeah, and that's what... She's probably going to get more people signing up. Yeah, with that, um, we had noticed that after this July with the whole witch thing, um, some people did start saying like, oh, just stop giving them attention. Um, they're getting more members. They're getting, you know, publicity. So with this thing, we honestly didn't think that people were actually going to take the flags. Like we were sitting there talking about it and we were like, yeah, you know, people just talk big online. They're not actually going to do it. And then about 10 minutes after we said that, like 30, 35 people showed up to start ripping out the flags. So I was honestly really surprising because like I don't understand how I don't that didn't hurt us at all I mean it was really disrespectful but it got us publicity like they're just helping us at this point mm -hmm. so well, it, I don't so with UT it took time so it wasn't one event that did it it was multiple things like multiple news stories where they eventually just gave up so I expect UNT will probably UNT lefties will probably get a very defeatist mindset mm -hmm. assuming y'all are still like Assuming Canvas doesn't try anything and kick y'all off, um, they're going to be demoralized by next year, I feel like. So, Kelly, with all the news uh, coverage we've seen so far, what is your like, relationship, YCT's relationship, like with the on-campus publications and things like that? So, um, we have the NT Daily here, and that's our only publication. Um, they, they won't publish anything. Um, their their editor-in-chief DM me on Twitter um, this past July um, because I had put out a statement from YCT saying that we were no longer going to take the NT Daily interviews because in the past we would help them out and like do an interview with them but then a few of the authors um, would turn right back around and start you know calling for us to be um, disavowed by the school and be kicked off so I thought why would we help them if they're going to do that and so uh, we had some some other contributors, I guess, reach out to us this week, and we we're just not even going to open the DMs because there's no point. Um, I've I've tried to talk to the editor in chief and say, you know, if you're willing to let me, um, if you're willing to publish an article with my viewpoint, I'll write one for you. But he just dismissed it and said it was going to be homophobic and transphobic and all of that. So yeah, without even seeing the article. Yeah, exactly. So, and I didn't officially send it in. I just DM'd him because that's what he DM'd me first. So um, I think that was so, I think that he probably did it via DM. So if I came out saying, you know, oh, well, they wouldn't publish my article, he could turn around and say, you never actually submitted it. But there's no point. I mean, there's, we just avoid them and they usually avoid us at this point. But Why talk to the campus newspaper when you can talk to the Daily Wire? Exactly, yeah. I like to say we're not going to talk to reporters with pronouns in their bios and then they get really mad. So. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, 
Yeah, you know, I think it's like like Jordan said, you know, I, I'm really proud of y'all for like sticking with it. Thank you. You know, don't let like don't let them silence you because, um, you know, keep, show them that you, you're going to keep going after you're going to keep doing events and, uh, you know, like just don't submit to them because I think it's awesome. Like it feels like every conservative at UNT is probably going to be in YCT um, at some like in the next couple of years. Like if you're a conservative on campus and you probably have to just so you have like a uh, a group of people that you know that don't hate you. So for yeah. sure. So yeah, thanks for joining us, Kelly. Uh, we always appreciate having you on. It's always nice to hear what's going on at UNT because uh, there's always something going on. So uh, if you have any social media or uh, you know anything that you want to plug, you know, feel free to do so. Sure. Um, thank y'all for having me on. My Twitter is Kelly with a Y, and then underscore N E I D E R T. So yeah, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. This has been Saving the Republic. If you haven't checked us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, please do so. If you haven't seen our link tree or our website, please do so. And most of all, check out our Patreon. We're just a couple of college kids in need scumming by. So please help us out and have a great week.